That is my band. There's a new song. We have a video out. Uh, the song called Won't Stop Me Now. And the video is on our YouTube page. Or you can find it on social media. Uh, but the YouTube page is Provice. But that's uh, lowercase p-r-e capital V for effect. Lowercase i-s-e Provice. And like I said, the song is Won't Stop Me Now. And we'll, we'll maybe do some a show at some point where we actually discuss, you know, all that whole deal with uh, the album and what's going on. And the, the, the quicker that stuff gets out, uh, the more likely I am to do that. If I'm not mistaken and my calculations are right, and that's almost never happens, this is episode 161. And um, today's episode is brought to you by the letter T. No, not really. I don't, I don't know why that popped into my head. I'm actually, while we're sitting here and, you know, you guys have nothing else better to do, I'm going to look and see. Yes, this is episode 161. Um, a couple quick announcements. Uh, my microphone's making a lot of noise because I'm moving it frequently, and that's okay because I'm not very professional. I don't think anybody expects me to be. Uh, the last episode had a little bit different structure. I guess the last two episodes had a little bit different structure to it. Let me tell you something that I actually did know and had forgotten. Um, if I play clips through Anchor instead of the way I just played that clip of mine, uh, and you have an Anchor membership, then when you go in, it doesn't play a 30-second clip. It plays the entire song. So there's a gentleman named Michael. Michael's been listening for a while. I don't know Michael personally, but we do we do talk a lot. And uh, he asked me a question, and it was a fair question. He said, is that going to be your format going forward with the music? And I said, yeah. And he's like, look, if you want to be a radio DJ, then go be a radio DJ. <laughs> he's like, I'm kind of wanting to listen to a podcast, you know, and he's like, you know, uh, it kind of throws me off when I'm getting, you know, full songs. He said, and what was probably, he said, when they looked on iTunes, like a 30 some minute uh, episode, whatever it was, and I forget how long he said it took him to listen to it on Anchor, and that's generally where he listens. And so he was kind of upset about that. And I understand that. Like, I really do. I get, I get that. And and so I told him, I said, well, I put the iTunes version up. So kind of look for the iTunes version uh, when that comes out, because the iTunes version will be kind of like what I just did, you know, like today's episode won't have an anchor version where it's got the full song. It'll have these little snippets uh, of songs in it. Um, and uh, it's not monetized and I'm not playing whole songs, so I don't think that'll be an issue, but you'll hear it on anchor. And he and he, he seemed to seem to like that, you know, when it come through on because those those anchor ones with the full songs, they won't come through on um on iTunes that it's, you know, that's completely an anchor feature. Uh, but I told him, that, you know, not every, look, I don't plan anything out. I see no point in it. And, and that, that kind of ties into the day and his email kind of, in a way roundabout affected what I ended up talking about today. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, am I going to do this? I don't know if I'm good every episode or not. Uh, if you listen to the last iTunes episode, it didn't have any music in it, but the last anchor did apparently whole songs. But then he came up with a good idea because he changed his mind, I guess. And he sent me another message and he was like, look, um, although it's not particularly what I want to do, I don't, I don't want to hear these, you know, whole songs. I don't guess in regards to that, but make me a playlist. So, um, if you look up TJ EP, uh, one sixty. I think is what it is. There'll be a playlist for last episode on Anchor. So you can go in and, and, and look it up. And I'll do that more than likely with this episode too. But then he, you know, he gets me back with a third option. He was like, how about you just do a radio show? And with Anchor, there, that possibility is actually there. Now, again, you'll have to have the Anchor membership to hear the full song. But at least for him, one one show, he was like, I, I come straight out of 70s rock and 80s pop. That's all he listens to, you know, and he names some bands for me. You know, he likes everything from um, Zeppelin to 
you know, uh, Foghat and and Van Halen and uh, Cindy Lauper and I, you know, and, and I'm very I like all those bands too. So like you know, I, we we could connect on that. But he was like, you know, some of that stuff you played, which I don't remember exactly what I played, but I don't believe it was all real new, um, kind of breathtakingly different stuff. But like we got discussing, you know, my favorite bands, Deftones. He don't know a lot about them, and he was like, you know. I'd like to hear a radio show of just new stuff that I've probably never heard. Not necessarily new in regards to age, but new to me, kind of oddball stuff out there with kind of some stuff that you feel are standards. And I was like, okay, you know, I can do that. So at least one episode of Top Junkie Radio will come to you, and uh, that's what I'll do. I'm, I'm going to play it up straight DJ style and uh, do some songs for that. And I think that'll be fun. And, you know, who knows? I might do some other. If you've got, uh, you know, a theme or a type of songs you want or something like that, like, you know, what about this type? You know, something where I can kind of pick the music, try to build a show around it. I wouldn't care to do that for you. It's topjunkie at gmail.com, and maybe that'll become a thing and we can do that. I don't know. Um, I hope we can. It'd be cool if we could. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's it's one of those ideas that's a fun idea. Uh, if you're listening to this in the car with your kids and all that, the last song in this, um, yeah, it's... There's going to be some wordy dirties in in this, so uh, keep that in mind. You know, um, if you're hearing this, I've already been to Packful Toy and Comic Con. I'm going here in about three or four hours. Uh, I guess about four or five hours. It's early on Saturday morning, and I'm recording. Um, and I was on uh, the Spooky Family podcast for the when for Sunday. So you know, if you're listening on the twenty first. Uh, my early birthday present day before my birthday, I got to be on Spooky Family. So um, go check that out for sure. Uh, again, I've got some questions about um, the flood, and it's not that I don't care enough to email you, but, like, I'm not doing a ton of emailing and stuff like now, you know, as far as the show. Because, like, I've been gone a long time, and there's some negative stuff in there sometimes. So I just don't really – but I've seen some stuff. My advice go to um, – uh here to bubblegum and check out uh their their episode covering the flood goose done an exceptional job and i was on there you know i got on there me and uh elliot and, and and some other people but get on there and check that out like that to me that's the route to go for that um i don't know how many people have pointed out since i've been back that the book didn't come out in july it, it didn't you know it, it, it didn't and i've done a whole episode over that so i don't know if you missed that episode or what but if you want an answer on that go back and listen to those episodes i don't you know um you owe zero people zero explanation for things that only impact you you know if you're doing something that impacts somebody else and you may owe an explanation for that but for things that only impact you, you owe zero people zero explanations, and I don't give them if I don't owe them. Uh, so that is what it is. Um, what I'd really like to do is uh, get started into this uh, into this episode. So, you know, hang right there if you will. don't know if there's a better just representation of my mood recently than that song um it's not saying but uh it is my mood currently uh <clears throat> that is uh no rain uh by blind melon uh a great song kind of one of them underrated like songs a lot of people don't talk about you don't hear much um there's a task in life that i have tried uh to to follow uh, or, or 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 to complete and 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 a formula i've tried uh, to to follow and a method that i've tried to perfect that i have failed at miserably and i wonder if it's possible and, and 
this kind of comes at a culmination of I, I come up with the idea for this episode and then I start reading a book on time and it it, it, it all this episode and an episode I'm probably going to have to do here in the near future are, are going to very much connect. I'm trying to keep one out of the other. I'm not talking about time in reference to what time really is, but living in the moment. How possible is, is living in the moment? Um, and and I, I will point out um, the audacity and vanity that I have to think that I can sit and work this out um, again. I know to stay away from emails. I'm not sitting here saying I'm a guru and I'm here to save your life and make you better. I'm here to say I failed at this operation at trying to live in the moment. What do you think? Do you think it's possible? Do you think it can be done? I mean, because let's dabble for a moment in time, just in the idea of living in the moment. The moment is different for everyone. Uh, time is affected by space and distance. Time is affected, you know, um, literally time is different at the highest peak to the lowest valley. So time in reference to <clears throat> the actual measurement of uh, moments. Oh, ooh. My seat's popping. This studio is a mess. Uh, it leaked during all that rain at the flood, and everything's mildewed, and it's, it's a mess. And I'm trying to move around and not touch things so they can get this episode recorded and get everything out of here. But time in itself is different for everyone. So to live in the moment. But what, what does that mean? What does it mean to live in the moment? I, I, I think what it means in most people's minds and most people's definitions, to live in the moment is simply to not concern yourself with trying to relive the past and to not uh, involve yourself in the pursuit of what will be into the future, and that is living in the moment. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's fairly accurate. At least when I think about living in the moment, that's what I think about, and, and, and that's how I consider it. Now, the idea was that I pursue that, and, and because I think that is the appropriate way, or I have been told that is the appropriate way to live, and, and so therefore, I need to live in the moment, and, and in order to do that, obviously, it'll be a complete denial of both past and future, uh, and, and in a non-time-specific way, because, you know, I'm learning uh, through that book, you know, obviously, future, past, and present are, are not in order but but that see that's the problem that's a really good book and that's the problem is getting into that uh, argument and getting into that end of it but i want to live in the moment right i want to do it i want to be spontaneous i want to do this i want to do that i want but can can i do it because see to do anything to to, to do an activity to what whatever the case may be i will have to make a decision to enact on that and it's going to be hard to eliminate the thought process of trying to work out, should I do it? Because in, in trying to work out, should I do it, or am I going to go do it? Almost certainly, especially if it's something that I've done before or something I, I have some experience with, and automatically I'm going to fall back on past experience, and I'm going to weigh out options, weigh out risk, and all those things. So there is a thought process to it. It's not going to be an instant, instantaneous. I, I will reflect on the past and past experience a lot of times. Um, and, you know, say there's circumstances. And let's, you kind of got to be ridiculous to prove the point. But let's say, you know, somebody comes up to me, hey, um, you can play Russian roulette. Now, I could be live in the moment and be spontaneous. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's do this. But, but, um, you know, I have to draw on prior knowledge of, well, that's dangerous and I could die. And you can't exactly live in the moment if you're dead. Uh, it puts a damper on it. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it puts a damper on it. And for someone like me, I don't believe in ghosts and, and all that jazz. So I'm not getting to come back and redo it. So I think I'll hold off on that. 
So I, I did make a decision based on prior knowledge, and some would say common sense, but that common sense is built off experience or built off of knowledge, built off of exposure to said information. So I did not live in the moment. I didn't. So I know when people go, you just got to live in the moment, man, you just got to do it. Well, I'm not doing that. I, you know, and I've tried to do that, but I, you know, I'm not. And obviously, there's going to be a lot other, uh, a lot of other things that are not as dire or um, not as uh, uh, dangerous. You know, somebody come up and go, um, "I've never had Thai food. Let's just go have Thai food." And then, then you just go, okay, let's go. You know, um, the, the, there's there's nothing wrong with that, and and that is spontaneous to some point, and that is living in the moment, but. At, at what speed does our brain work? Did you actually calculate that in your head? Are you somebody that, you know, knows that um, uh, Indian food, I think is what I said, that Indian food is spicy, and but you have no uh, gastro problems, so you're not worried about heartburn or anything, so you just instantly, bam, 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 yes, I can make that at, at what level are, is computation and, 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 and calculation happening? You know, uh, I can't answer you in the present. It's not possible. You ask me a question. I have to hear the question. It has to be converted to something I can understand from sound waves and so so that I can hear it. I have to process it. And then I have to respond, which means my response has to get from my calculations of the actual uh, response to the process of making the sounds for the response. Then it has to make it from me to you. The sound has to travel from me to you, and then you have to receive it uh, and uh, calculate my, understand, decipher my response. Uh, so nothing happens in the present. You don't view things in the present. You 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 view events that by the time you can process them, they are nanoseconds, milliseconds, old, whatever it is. So there's there's no present, but the moment. Uh, I, I don't look as such a singular right then and there. You know, it can be within that time frame, obviously forward or backward from that. So to live in the moment and just be spontaneous is is to do that, I guess. And that's not a bad thing. And I know I'm killing y'all with sounds. That's not a bad thing, I guess. It, it, you know, well, no, it's not. Of course, obviously, it's not. But can can I live in the moment? Should I live in the moment? How about that? Uh, I can't answer for you, obviously, but I can answer for me. Most of the time, uh, I can't live in the moment. I have a desire to uh, overanalyze sometimes, but I, but I definitely have a desire to. Try to be calculated, and and, and the beautiful uh, thing about it is that it's hard. The harder I try to be calculated, the dumber the the choices I make. So possibly it is very possible that living in the moment uh, is the the best thing to do. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the best option. The best option is to uh, to live in that moment. You know, I uh, I don't know. I, 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 I think maybe my definition of living in the moment is a little too strenuous. But also, I question my pursuit of that. How about I live in a way that makes me happy, fulfilled, and allows for me to make some type of educated decision in what I do? But that, that, I mean, that's not going to be for everything. You know, my son comes on, he's like, you know, it's uh, 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning, and he says, you know, you've got no plans to do anything all day. And he rolls up and him and your wife and your wife's like, well, let's go get sushi. And your son's like, right after that, let's go look for VHS. And you just go, yeah, that's some semblance of, of living in the moment. I have this past of, I like sushi. I'm going to get sushi today. And I, and I have this, you know, this experience of, I love VHS and I have an addiction and I like looking for VHS. And I love hanging out with my son. And, and so boom, there you go, Bob uncle. It's an easy decision. You make it, but you didn't make it based on some prior experience. You can't help it. You can't stop the computation. You can't stop your mind from calculating those other things. It's a, so, uh, I say this, and I have this in 
the fact that I feel disappointed in the way in which I live my life at times. Because I've found in the past, the harder I strive to, quote, live in the moment, the less productive and uh, the less motivated I seem to become. And that's not to say that that's going to happen for everybody. It says that that happens for me. You know, I can sit and go, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do this and do it at this time. Okay. Now, I can get up and there's a chance that my ADD uh, or my bipolar or my, I don't know what all I've got. And, and, and that's not to, to make fun of these issues. I really don't know. Well, whatever it is kicks in, I just go, I'm not doing that. I'm going to watch, um, you know, eight more episodes of No Reservations or, um, you know, Parts Unknown with Anthony Bourdain. But a lot of times, you know, I'll get up, okay, I'm going to go clean the studio at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. So I'll get up and I'll go clean the studio at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. You know, I do it. It's not living in the moment. That's scheduling that out. And sometimes that works better for me. But a lot of times I'll get up on like, this Saturday morning, man. I'm just, you know what, man? It's good. Just whatever comes to me today, I'm maybe go hike or something. I'm going to go do something today. A lot of times in those days, I definitely end up just sitting there. Just sitting there doing nothing. Now, also you got to look at, you know, in my situation, I'm sure this happens in a lot of people's situations, is living in the moment doesn't have to just work for me. Uh, I work out of town, so when I'm home, all my time that can be spent with my family to be spent with my family. So, therefore, it has to uh, it, it has to work with them as well. My wife is very anti-living in the moment. I I don't know what moments in life she's actually living, and that's not a knock on my wife. We just live life two very different ways, and the way that she does it depresses me. Um, and my son is very similar to that in some regard. Like it's, he's he's that perfect fifty fifty mix. Some days I'm be like, you know, let's let's go do. It. And if it's not outside and it doesn't involve heat, he's usually down. But you know, sometimes he's like, man, I was I want to sit and draw cartoons all day, and and you know, that's cool. That's that's his thing. That's his passion. That's what he loves. So. You know, to live in the moment isn't always what it's cracked up to be. And I don't think that living in the moment can have one definition that encompasses all people, that that goes all the way around. Because I wrestle with this. I want to live in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to, um, I want to be spontaneous and fun. And, but maybe... At least half of my life requires some planning out. And that, that's weird because I think people kind of view me as structured and I kind of view myself as that way, but I'm I'm very unorganized organized. You know, like uh, I've got a notebook here. I don't know if anybody ever done extemporaneous speaking because this podcast is as close to, as close to living in the moment as I get. When I was in grade school, I was asked to join the speech team. Uh, and I did so, and I did improvisational duo, something I, was, I got to be funny, and I liked that, and I got to make things up off the top of my head, and I liked that. I really did. I liked that, and I thought, that's the height of improv, and that's the height of um, living in the moment in a way, and, and in a way it wasn't, and I was okay at it. Then there was this other category called extemporaneous speaking. And extemporaneous speaking, they'll give you at that time I, with the internet. I can't imagine how this has changed. But they would give you a topic and an index card. And topic may be why is NAFTA, is NAFTA good or bad for the United States? Because you're looking, this is in the 90s. Um, how do you feel about, because I remember one verse specifically, how do you feel about uh, KET and public television? Okay. So... You, you get this, and then you go back, and we towed around these big, huge tubs of Newsweek and U, uh, USA Today and all that. And, and you go in and, and research, and what you kind of – and try to find things related to your topic. And what you do a lot of times on your free time is is build this catalog of, okay, I know this issue of this has something in it about President Bush, whatever the case may be. And uh, that that that's how you build that up, and and that's how you produce. But that's not how I did it. Uh, I discovered real quickly that a lot of the judges may have been educated, but they were also very malleable and and very easily manipulated. It's not if the facts were facts; it was the way in which they were presented. 
So you give me, you know, how do you feel about KT, you know, or how do you feel about uh, television and, and the impact of television on children and 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 a family television? Because that was one of them. And the first thing when I see this, I draw this out and you see it and take on my index card and I write down the, the topic. And then I go straight to the bottom of the index card and I write, good night, John Boy. I never really watched the Waltons. It didn't do it for me. But I knew this was my ace in my hole as long as this person doing the judging was of a certain age. And they were. And I pulled that out, and that's how I ended it. But whether it be NAFTA, whatever it was, I took this elementary knowledge of what I had, you know, and it's something like NAFTA, something I was interested in. I was a very bored seventh grader, but it was something I was interested in very much so at the time when, when NAFTA happened. So I, I, I did have a, the political end of it I could do as a child, but, you know, uh, th- there were other aspects that I had some issue with, but I improv this. I made it up in the moment I did this. So when I sat down and, and and designed this show for today, when this idea popped in my head, there's various ways I do it. Sometimes I do an audio recording on my phone, says so what I want to talk about, and that's about as deep as I go. I'm going to give you the full notes for today's show up to this point. Intro music, random thoughts. You've already heard that. No rain. Uh, the song, and living in the moment. That's what I had up till now. This has all just been what I'm actually thinking, feeling in the moment. And I think this podcast allows me all these years that I've wanted to live in the moment, live in the moment, live in the moment. I could do that with improvisational. I could do that. Uh, when I get to go like on Spooky Family, I get to live in the moment. I get, I like that. If there was a random comedy troupe around here where I could just do improv like Second City or something of that nature, the Groundlings, I would do it in a heartbeat. I like that. I like the discussion. I, I like debate in the moment. I like discussion in the moment. I like storytelling in the moment. I like improv in the moment. I like those things in the moment. So I may not live my life as far as physical activities in the moment. I may not do those things in the moment, but things like this podcast allow my mind to exist and live in the moment. And that, that alone is worth a fortune to me. So for 18 minutes, you and I have lived in the moment. I swear to you, none of what I've said was written out beforehand. It is a continuous string of thought in the moment. You feel so lucky. But your ego obscures reality and you never bother to wonder why things are going so well. You want to know why? Because I'm a liar. Yeah, I'm a liar. I'll tear your mind out. I'll burn your soul. I'll turn you into me. I'll turn you into me. Oh, I'll turn you into me because I'm a liar. Um, If you're not busy living in the moment, you have to tell everybody about your life and about what you do with your life. How much of that's real and how much... How much of what you share? And that's one thing that being off social media, uh, I don't know how long it's been now since I've been on social media. I got on yesterday and shared uh, the Provice video, and that was it, and it got straight back off. The anxiety of sharing that video and almost instantly wanting to go back. Did did anybody like it? Did anybody comment on it? Did, Did anybody share it? What did they say? That anxiety was instant. It come back like a flood. Boom, it was there. Now, I tell you what I could have done. And I did this once and, and, and literally felt bad about it. Not because I felt like oh, I've wronged so many people, because I felt like I'd wronged myself. I, uh, we, we were finished recording something. And uh, I, I took a picture of, you know, we had some pictures from that day and whatever. And two or three days went by. and. Um, I was on there and I seen something from somebody else, uh, a very successful local band. And it was like, 
you know, just finished this. But, and I was like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't share that stuff. I'd done the other day. So then I, I threw that stuff up of me and Bruce in the studio, messing around, goofing around and stuff. And um, when I got done with it, uh, you know, I was like, me and Bruce just knocked out some recordings and stuff today, blah, 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 whatever it was. But it was disingenuous what I said. And I popped it up. And Bruce is not a fake person at all. One of, one of the realest people I think I've ever met. Uh, not, not hung up on, on hardly anything, you know, social things, anything. A very real, very, you know, truthful person, you know, uh, everybody has flaws. He's not perfect by any means, but I've always respected that about him and the type of person that he is. You know, he liked it. And then I don't know what triggered me thinking about it, but I was like, it's not, it's not real. Like, it's not this big thing. It's not like I lied and, you know, about something extravagant. But it, it was it was dishonest and not in a way that I think most people would have just looked at it and went, that's phrasing. This is what, but, but it was dishonest. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't truthful. Uh, I lied, you know. Uh, and so I took it down and Bruce was like, man, what's, did somebody say something? You know, it's because there's a, there's a, person that you know sometimes i'll make some comments and stuff and I, i'm a little more sensitive to that stuff than bruce is bruce don't really seem to care at all and i like that uh but i'm like no and, and i really didn't explain it to him and i put him back up but I, all i did was change what i'd written and again i don't think anybody would have noticed this thought anything but i think most people if i if i could remember exactly what i wrote and and, and show it to you you'd be like oh, okay you're, you're a little bit of a drama queen uh but you, you know that that's me that that's how i because one thing about being off of social media is i do look at situations and i think i talked about this last episode or episode before last i do look at situations and go i want to get a picture of that and, it, and then i think about what well, would be cool if so and so seen this and not not in a way of bragging or anything like that because i don't think everybody does it now it's, it's just like you know, let, let, let me get a picture of this because my friend Mandy would think this was cool. Or my friend JoJo would think this was cool, or uh, Bruce would think this was cool, or, or or the Spooky family would think this was cool, or Goose, or or, or Mug, or Bowling, whatever. Like you know, it, it you're you're cultivating the things around you, and you're cultivating a life based on what you think the reaction would be on social media. And, and I've discussed this at nauseum. Uh, in the past, there's episode after episode after episode. Go back to some of the first episodes. Uh, go to the YouTube page because there's episodes there of what was the things, the stuff I like podcast that was years before, a, at least a year and a half before Talk Junkie, which has been a couple of years ago, four years ago, something like that, five. Um, but, y you know, th there's a fakeness to that. But it's in that social world. It's in that social media world. And I'm, I'm going to get off that world because I, I know a lot of people feel like I'm on a soapbox with that. But that bleeds into real life. It does. Because you see people do things, say things, uh, attend events, or uh, uh, have, have the, the hardest one for me, have ideals that they know will garner them attention from a certain sect of people they want attention from. It doesn't make me mad. Like, it, it kind of makes me sad because I've been there. I was that kid as a teenager of, oh, yeah, I'm going to braid my hair today. Uh, all my clothes are black. Uh, my pants are literally three foot round at the bottom wide. Uh, I'm going to wear as many chains as possible. Uh, I'm... I'm going to make my life sound worse than it actually is so that I can keep up with the people who actually have bad lives. And I realized that people who actually had bad lives most of the time didn't seem to dress and act and do the things that I'd done. But, you know, in my mind, it, it did. And because I was very fake in that. Now, was I faking like in that fashion? No, still do. Uh, I still dress like a kid. I get told that all the time. I don't give a shit. That's that's me. You suck it up, deal with it. I don't care. 
Um, and I was very attracted to that music. It's still music. Uh, that was in the new metal days, the depression days, the stained. And, you know, I can remember songs, two or three songs that had negative connotations about fathers. And I was mad at my father. Uh, I have an amazing father. I had no reason to be mad at him. But as a kid, uh, other people got to be mad, you know, and I, I wasn't putting my anger even in the right direction. But, you know, the song said daddies. So I was going to be mad at my daddy. Uh, and, 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 and you have no idea the amount of regret you have to live with to some degree for that, no matter how much you don't believe in regret. Uh, but it was fake. It was, it was very, very fake. And, you know, do I still wear Slipknot t-shirts and System of a Down t-shirts from time to time? Or I wear Deftone t-shirts at least, you know, if I'm not working for the uh, seven days in a week, you know. So it's, it's not that aspect of it. It's the aspect of it that part of the, the, the life, that I was portraying was fake. Uh, the chains and all that was me, but it was why I was wearing them that, that was fake. But also things that I would say I liked that I didn't really like because it was a cool thing to like, you know. Or as I got a little bit over things I would say I didn't like because it was cool to not like. I, man, I hate Limp Bizkit. Man, Fred Durst is a douche. Well, let me tell you something. $3 Bill Y'all is one of my favorite albums of all time. I listen to it constantly. I, talk, I like a couple songs off Significant Other. I love Dad Vibes. They're a fun band. I like everything about it. I got no complaints with them whatsoever. But there was a point in time when I couldn't be truthful. But like I, I had to fake that. I had to be I had to be what I wanted to project, not what I was. And it's, you know, um I, I've I've done that many times. Like, uh, you know, okay, I don't like and this is I heard a song that I'd kind of heard on and off. Uh but never heard all of. I had to listen to it while eating with some guys from work in a restaurant the other day that was playing music while we ate. And the song's called uh, Love You Like a Wrecking Ball, I believe, or Church. Um, I don't like that song. That's not me being uh, cool or trying. I just, I, I don't, I don't understand that, um, that, that, song at all where it's appeal um i've never loved anybody like a wrecking ball uh i don't know how much energy and time that takes but i'm i'm not gonna do it you know it's it's not my forte i'm not known as a uh, uh an exquisite lover that's my wife um most of the women i've known um didn't want to be loved long enough to be loved by you know it's a little too long you know because the wrecking balls take up a lot of time to tear down the house uh, there's a lot of pretentious things in that song that I thought was ridiculous. And so I made that comment. I said, this is horrible. I hate the, wow, how could you listen to this song? It's awful. And then it wasn't long after that, uh, I was in my vehicle and I heard Cover You Up uh, by Jason Isbell. No, not by Morgan Wallen. Uh, Jason Isbell sung it and much better wrote it. It's his song. Um, very similar thing very similar thing it's in the way that it's said though uh again a ridiculous statement and uh, you know, I, I th- you know I, I i'm not gonna make love to anyone to the magnolias i don't even know when do the magnolias bloom and if they do bloom uh in this area if we if we do have them if i'm locked up in a you know cabin i'm not gonna know that they're blue it, it's not happening um maybe love you till the minute rice is done. I, I don't know, you know, because sometimes minute rice isn't actually done in five minutes or whatever. See, and sometimes they ex- exaggerate a little bit. So, you know, but his catalog in general, his voice, his approach, his musical stylings, the way he writes songs, that enticed me. So that allows me, and again, it's not my favorite song, his, but that allows me to enjoy his song. Um, Whereas I don't this other one. Now, me, 22 years ago, would have hated them both just because they are not, you know, what I was into at that time. Now I'm into everything, and I admit that I'm into everything. I was into everything back then, um, but I didn't admit it because it wouldn't, might not have been cool at the time. But also, it goes on a deeper level. I'm being a liar, and I'm being dishonest if I say well, I don't I don't like his song because of the content. No, that's not true. I don't like his song because of his ability to 
to be a musician and his ability to sing the song and his ability uh, or whoever wrote the song. I'm, it probably wasn't him. Maybe it was. I don't know. It's, that's very pretentious right there for me to say that. But whoever it was that wrote the song, um, to, to say it and say it well enough. But then on the other hand, I look at to, A Catcher in the Rye. And do I love A Catcher in the Rye because it's uh, cool or artsy or whatever the case may be to love A Catcher in the Rye? No. No, I don't. Um, do I love um, uh, Twilight books um, or Harry Potter books? No, I don't. It's phrasing. It's the way they're sitting. I know some very intelligent, very smart, uh, very kind, humble people who love Harry Potter. It's just a difference in taste. That's all it is. Now, 18, 20-year-old me, if I'd had, uh, if I'd had, uh, you know, um, Facebook or something at that time, I may be posting, man, American Psycho is a, is a great movie, and, and Natural Born Killers is one of my favorite. They're not like natural born killers because I like the idea of natural born killers because uh, it was written and I don't, I don't know how many people know that, but it, it, it was written by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, somebody I, I really, really like, but I don't, I don't like the movie. Like American Psycho makes me sick to my stomach. I can't watch it. It's a horrible, horrible movie. The book is atrociously not, 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 not that's a horrible movie in the way it's made or its quality. It just I don't like stuff like that. I hate to feel that way. I hate to think like that or or hurt like that or see people hurt like that. It, it. I don't want that. That's not what I want in my life. And the book was impossible for me to read. I mean, he done things that was unspeakable. And that's not me. But there was this fake portrayal. Of who I wanted to be, that I am in a school. You know, that's that's I'm hard, man. I'm I'm, I'm hard as hell. Uh, you know, no, I'm not. I'm very soft. I'm not very manly at all. Um, and and I'm very comfortable in who I am now. You know, this is something I don't know. Maybe it's um, maybe it's not socially correct. I, I don't know. Let me let me say this. When I was 16 years old. There was a guy, uh, I won't give his name, who was definitely, uh, his sexuality was different than mine. He was definitely homosexual, and uh, he was made fun of a lot. And uh, there was a lot of violent acts projected towards him. And, and and at that time, and I was fairly religious at that time as well, but at that time, like, I was like, well, of course it is. You know, he's one of them. You know, he's gay. He's a fag, you know. And, uh and I, and I, 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 I think I genuinely felt that way. One, you know, it was against God, and two, that you know, I didn't believe in that. And that's something that you know, over time, I've had friends now, and and I, I've I've grown up. I'm not a 16 year old kid. I have common sense. I understand, you know, um, I understand what I'm attracted to, and that's not what everybody else is attracted to. So how can I say that this? And I understand it's not a choice because who would? live that choice to live that hard and have that you know so much easier to just go oh you know i have a choice i'm gonna be straight because that's a lot easier path so i understand what it is it's who they are then i'm okay with it i can i can hang out and joke with somebody of a different sexual orientation all night long and um i'm not uh praying uh, or hurt or sad or upset if they find me attractive or if they don't or uh if i see them kiss them. like no no i don't and and someone said well you won't see uh your son uh you want your son to see uh, two men having gay sex on tv i don't want my son to see a man and a woman having straight sex i don't have to explain that <laughs> not yet let's let's give that some time uh but just because he sees it doesn't mean he's gonna like it if he likes it, then that means that's what he liked to begin with. But, you know, um, trigger warning. I don't know if I've ever said this on, on the podcast, but this is, I don't know if I've ever told this story, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this. And uh, uh, if you know me and your family, you definitely want to turn this off. Um, if you have kids in the car, you definitely want to turn this off. If you get offended easily, you definitely want to turn this off. There was a guy up north that I worked with. 
and my son was a lot younger at this time. And he'd come out and he'd go, well, it's uh, it's summertime. Uh, you need your boy in T-ball? And I said, well, no, we tried that. My son don't like, don't like baseball. Uh, he's more of a basketball player. I said, no. And this this is a – the reason I do this accent is not to make fun of country people because I'm country. This is really – I do – I wish you knew this guy because I do a really good impersonation of this guy. And that's the only reason I do it because, I mean, obviously, you heard my accent. And he goes, so he's more of a basketball player? And I said, no, I mean, he, he, he's not very coordinated, uh, which I wasn't a, a, a team sport type of person. I did like basketball. But what does he play? I said, he don't play nothing. Huh. And every day for like a week. You know, you're a good that boy playing baseball. So bring him up here. Let him you play T-ball with my boys on my boat team. And he sounded like Boomhauer, I loved it, but with a, a deeper voice. And uh, he comes out there one day. He said, I'm going to tell you something right now. You boy not playing baseball, that's what'll make him a faggot. I said, it will? And he said, yes. And I said, well, that's kind of relief and anxiety for me. And he said, what do you mean by that? I said, well, if that's going to make him gay, then I don't have to worry about the fact that he caught me blowing three guys behind the dugout turning him gay. Me and this guy, who was very important to my job (laughs) in a way, had no more contact for weeks. At 16, I'd have just said, yeah, you know, that ain't right. You shouldn't do that. Then people shouldn't do that. But now as an adult, I don't have to live that fake life. And if somebody's more educated, I can, I can be honest. I don't care what they think. That's the secret to not living that fake life, is not giving a shit what they think. Just going, hey, you know, this is this is how I feel about it. No, I'm not racist for no reason. No, I'm not prejudiced towards somebody's sexuality for no reason. No, I'm not a Trumper. No, I don't like Biden. I think he's scum. You know? No, uh, I don't read the New York Times. And no, I don't read the Washington Post. No, I don't watch CNN. And no, I don't watch Fox. And I don't have to, in any of those situations, tell you that I do. But I tell you what I don't have to do. When I do something that means something to me and I want to do it, I know that I do it because I want to do it. If I write a book, I write a book because I want to write a book. If I make an album, I make an album because I want to make an album. If I make this podcast, I make this podcast because I want to make this podcast. I don't have to make it about anyone else. And I don't have to say the things that will make other people like me. Because if that was my intention, it's most definitely not working. And I'm also not going to come out here and Howard Stern and shock jock it like he used to. Uh, because that's not what I'm doing. That's not going to So I'm actually alienating almost 90% of the audience, hence the 10% I got. But the 10% I got understands me, I think, most of the time, and I appreciate that. That means more than you can imagine. Uh, it's very important. So I get to live a fairly honest life that way, and it didn't negatively impact me in any way. Oh, uh, that is the Jim Carroll band, and those are people who died. That's a great song. Um, it's amazing the value we put on people, you know, like, and, and we talk about living in the moment, and you'll do those things uh, because of people, you know, that, that are around you. You know, you'll make spontaneous decisions if you're around somebody, you know, especially there's like, let's go do this. And it's just somebody, you know, when me and my wife first got together and like, it was like, you know, let's go stand in the road. Okay. Can, can, can I stand with you? If I can stand with you, okay. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do that. And then your kids are the same way. It's like, you know, uh, my kids are like, well, you know, uh, let's go sit in an uncomfortable position and draw pictures. Okay. Okay. If I can do that with you, okay. Yeah, let's do that. And you'll do that with friends, you know. Uh, my friend Jojo will be like, um, you know, let me uh, let me shave your back and your belly and your chest. And well, that's a personal thing. We sh- we shouldn't be talking about that. But I go, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. But um, you know, 
it is what we value that makes life worth living. You know, obviously we value people. Uh, that's that's a big deal. And if if we're going to be honest with ourselves, and we're going to live in the moment, maybe the easiest way to do that is what we value. Because if we value experience over things we own, that people say that like that one's really simple, and it's not. But do I value the experience of life over the material possessions of life? I think the thought would be, well, most people don't. But I think the reality is most people do. The uncomfortable reality is that even most experience does have a monetary price. It does, whether you want to, whether you want to admit it or not. Um, great food to me, to me, and my life's the same way. Great food is an experience that's almost uh, priceless. It, it really is to me. Uh, but it it cost uh, it costs money for great food most of the time you know unless you cook at home and I don't make great food because I'm not a great cook I can make good food but I don't make great food um I love to see music live there's bands that really move me Deftones really move me they move me in a way that I just can't so I want to see them as often as possible but due to how close they come to where I live and where I live and those things, then that experience of seeing them costs, it costs me. I, I love going to Nashville and seeing my daughter. I like that city. I really do. I really like that city. Now I can tell you this, going to Nashville and seeing my daughter and, and being there, uh, that's a cost, costly experience. It just is. So yeah, I want the experience, but now then the argument would be, okay, well, you know, Instead of a brand new vehicle, use that money for that concert. Instead of a $250,000 home, live in a tiny home and experience that. Um, instead of name brand clothes, uh, go to the Goodwill. And all those, those are valid arguments. They really are. And I could do the tiny home thing. I don't think my family could. Would I lose this, um, you know, uh, retro video? Yes, but that's more for my son. And people don't believe that. And they're like, well, why does an 11-year-old give a crap about VHS? Does he give a crap about the Invasion USA and the Missing in Action VHS? No, he doesn't. Uh, but of the 305 VHS we have on display, I would say... Uh, excluding Christmas movies because those are, you know, shared experience. Uh, a good hundred and some of those are his. Uh, you know, almost all the DVD, almost all the DVD are his. All the video games are his. All the Nickelodeon stuff is his, you know. So, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it, that that's more about him. So for, and my wife, my wife doesn't want a tiny house. You know, I, I can't make that decision for him. So I have to find an equal balance there, you know. Uh, I have to have a newer vehicle for work. So, yes, everybody wants the experience. Because the experience, there are those people, I've known them personally, that to say I did it, to say I have it, to show that I'm capable of obtaining this means more to them than the experience. There's always going to be those people. Always. I think that's far less prevalent than most people think. I think humility, uh, at least in my friends, and that makes me think that maybe I just got the right friends and family around me, but humility in my friends shows me that that's not always the case. That a lot of people do. They want that experience far more than they want what can be obtained. The problem is, the societal structure that we live in really doesn't facilitate that. And and you might think, well, okay, if it don't, then, you know, you're doing something wrong. 
But that's not the case at all. It's not that you're doing something wrong. It's that that is the societal structure that we're in. And could we change it? Yes, we could change it. But this is always going to be the problem about people who wish to obtain more than they wish to experience. People who wish to obtain more than they wish to experience will always obtain more, or at least on a, on a, a percentage, I would say, the people who obtain more are more interested in obtaining than experiencing. So those people who have obtained more and are more interesting in obtaining things will drive a society based on what they can spend to be more geared towards obtaining than experiencing. It's not rocket science. I, I failed rocket science in grade school. It's not rocket science. And it may not be correct. But it it is to me, what seems to be a very probable and likely thing. If I live in the moment to experience life at its fullest and to live honestly, then I've accomplished something. Live in the moment while I do this podcast. I'm going to go experience the day with my family here very soon because it's getting later in the day. Uh, regardless of what we do, that time together is going to be what's extracted from that value-wise. Now, is it going to cost us? Yes, it's going to cost us. Could we do it without it costing us? Yes, because I, we, we're not rich by any means, but we're far better off than we were when my daughter was little. And to go sit at the park and eat a, uh, I think it was $7 at the time, $7 pizza from a local pizza place and a bag of chips and a pop and just hang out at the park and talk. Like, that wasn't a $150 dinner. But that experience was awesome. And I think about that day all the time. I even remember the chips we had, uh, like a Hawaiian barbecue chip uh, from a smaller brand. And we got it from D's Stop and Shop. Uh, it was Gay Hearts at the time, still, I believe. And we get the pizza from uh, Heritage because that's where my daughter liked it from. Uh, and and I remember uh, we ate it. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the restaurant in our, in uh, Nashville. Um, hell, we went five dollars for donuts. That was forty some bucks the other day. But no, that experience wasn't better than you know the fifteen dollar experience. Not by any stretch of the imagination. It was it was the moment, it was the time, it was the experience in that moment. That, that's where the value came from. Now, back then, I didn't have social media. I was a late adopter to Facebook as it was. I was on MySpace to the end. I hung in there. Damn it, Tom. I hung in there. Uh, but, you know, had I been there and I took that picture, you know, of us, uh, eating the pizza and playing at the playground and stuff. Does, does it does it bring any more value to that experience? That's the weird thing about social media for me. I felt compelled to share. I really did. I felt compelled to. I have to share this. I have to share this experience. Excuse me, but I didn't really, and it didn't add. It all. There have been times in my life in regards to living in the moment, that I have stopped to take a picture and said, you're missing it. You're missing it so you can document. And and I, the same thing happened for me all the time at concerts, and I found a very good medium there. I went to Deftones. I took two pictures of Deftones, two pictures of Gojira. I took about... Uh, 30 seconds of video of Gojira and about a minute of video of Deftones. And other than that, my phone didn't come out of my pocket. I do want that reminder of that experience. I do. But uh, it's not going to be... I can't let it be big enough to overshadow the experience. Now, in small moments, intimate moments with family and stuff, things like you, you, you can't, you can't do that. You can't plan that out because if you do, it takes away from the moment. But I'm looking at an hour-long set, whatever it is. I have the ability to plan that out. I can do that. And I can make you know accommodations for that. That's possible. Um, but it, you know, it, 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 it is, 
it is detrimental to living in the moment and it is detrimental to being honest and and this is kind of hard for me to explain but I, look look at it like this that photo of whatever's happening whatever's going on is not an honest representation of living in that moment because you had to step outside of the moment to take this picture and to do this thing and to, to you, you had to take yourself away from it in order to get this photo and then at that point what are you putting value in are you putting value in the experience are you putting value in the ability to share that you had the experience just for the family folks out there this is the portion of the show i was talking about at this point if you've got anybody in the car you don't want to hear something i would turn this off to be or not to be To free or not to free To crawl or not to crawl Fuck all those perfect people Sleepy eyes Waltzing through No eyes not talking about you. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings episode 161 to a uh, an end. And uh, that was Chip Taylor and the New Ukrainians. Uh, F the All You Perfect People. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out i'm gonna just go in the background because at this point you know we're copyright be damned uh, because we're not monetized we're not making any money of this so why not uh the playlist for today's episode for episode 161 will be uh no rain um by blind melon uh liar by the henry wildlands band uh people who died uh and perfect people by um Chip Taylor and the New Ukrainians. Uh, a good a good song. I like the song, to be honest with you. Um, emails what it's always been, talkjunkie at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for Talk Junkie Radio. Uh, it's just one little show. As of right now, it's just going to be one episode for Michael. So, Michael, keep an eye out for that. Uh, maybe sometime this week, next week, sometime in there. If I get time this weekend, I'll knock it out, whatever. Um but uh check out provice again um it's a uh, little p little r little e capital v little i little s little e provice uh on youtube and um we get a new song and a video up and uh it's a rudimentary video but it's the first one i'd really made for the band i thought it was kind of fun and I, I'm, I would like at some point to record a uh a real uh video you know something that um that really uh stands out to me uh you know uh, so i i don't i don't know uh we'll we'll see we'll see uh where that takes us um you know and and uh all that good jive but uh i always give you uh well i don't always since i've been doing it i give you that um playlist uh no no rain liar uh people who died and perfect people uh and that's four songs and um you know i played our song at the beginning the provice song um but uh you know if you don't like that aspect of it i understand not wanting to hear the whole song so if you've got spotify it's more legal i guess to do it that way on spotify but uh i don't know to me it's just easier uh to do it this way and just get the the clips in there that way the people that don't like it don't have to listen to the whole song but i'll try to get on spotify and make a uh um you know a a playlist for this one and and get on there because i don't know how much access like i don't know how that works to be completely honest i don't know if you guys can access it. i assume that you can almost 
speak to the spooky family today uh and because they've done that in the past and see you know do people have access to it so if you do it'll be tj161 you know let's just do it that way tj161 and that'll be the uh the the playlist for this and it'll have those songs on it you know uh I, I, some people have said that you know the new formats you know they like it they don't like it whatever the case may be but like it, it really is enjoyable to me and it makes it fun for me and at least for now i'm gonna do that and and you know i mean like i said i'm not killing you 30 seconds here and there and i'm sorry about the mix up on spotify but i did have one or two people who, who seemed to like it you know they knew personally so uh but you know uh, again we'll, we'll try to stay away from that you know if i'm on the road or something i'll, I'll see what i can do because if i'm on the road and i don't have my board and i was to record one like i did last week's uh, that's what happens but uh, the main thing is um Whatever I'm promoting and whatever I got, it really doesn't matter. Live in the moment today, but live honestly and, and put a value on things that matter to you. And don't suck, don't die, and be good to people. You know, uh, if your boy don't play baseball, you know what that'll do to him, right? You know what that'll make him, right? I'm just wanting you to know that. <laughs>